Yeah! Welcome, it's two X's and a fucking millennial. I'm Chris. I'm Heather. Sky. I'm Gen X. Gen X. Millennial. Can I just say one thing? Say it, baby, just say it. Hey, Tara, you want some? This bitch empty. I'm thank trying you, to get Sky you. to talk more. <laughs> this last episode, she was pretty much muted by our two special guests. Oh, it was a fun time. We was. had the twins. The twins. And fun. whenever they start talking, the other one finishes sentences. It is a pain editing that show, <laughs> but it will be a good episode, I think. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. By the time this comes out, that will have come out. And it was, you have to put a disclaimer on that because you and I were talking about it. It was... Technically, a boy band episode. It was supposed to be a boy band episode, but then they jumped from boy bands to 90 Friends to body positivity. And yeah. I wish I could have been here for that. Like, if yeah. I'd have known it was going to be that, I'd have been all up in it. You never know where you're going I know. when you get a pair of sisters. <laughs> well, you never together. know where you're going on this podcast anyway. It's hard enough for us to just stay on. Stay on topic. Stay on, on the same topic. So, <laughs> well, today we have a, a, a very interesting episode that goes with today's release date, and we'll be t- back to talk about it all after this. <laughs> You can do anything. Whatever you want. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. All right, we're back, and today's episode is all about weed. And that is a huge topic for us. I mean, because... Currently in Missouri, recreational use of marijuana is legal. Yes. So technically, I'm over 21. If I want to go buy a beer, I can go buy a beer. Mm -hmm. Nobody will say a word to me. If I want to go down and buy some bud, Mm -hmm. all of my friends are going to look at me like, dude, really? I feel like that. But maybe that's just... Me being a Who are you X? hanging out with, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite so judgy. Well, then again, it's still relatively new as and far as recreational. And it's a stigma. There's still a stigma that's attached to it. And, and yeah, this town, it still shocks me that we have two dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're two both always popping. I want to say two right now. Two right now. We have been a medically... Uh, it's been a few years, right? Medically, it's been yeah, it's been. I it's say been since a few years. When least. when did we get the farmer's wife? We got that two years, a year, maybe last years, year. Last year, right? I can't remember. No, <laughs> I can't remember either. It was still shocking that it was there, and oh, I just yeah. I never thought I would see the day. And like, it's a small town. It's a small town that growing up in it, that was. If you, if someone knew that you smoked pot, I mean, you were looked like you were very much just yeah. like not necessarily looked down upon. It just depended on who you were around, but it was definitely like against the law, against the law. Like you did, definitely. you know, like people would get in trouble for it. And there was a huge, I don't even remember what year, what years it was. It was probably the early nineties when they were really cracking down on, on people growing marijuana mm-hmm. and and selling it and smoking it. And it yeah. was just like there would be undercover people in this small little town 
Yeah. Trying to infiltrate and find out who was growing weed. Uh, that's where the whole term narc came from. Exactly. And Narcotics I, officer. Exactly. And I remember this town was like no exception. And then here we are a lot of years later. And all of a sudden you can just go down yeah. and buy this right Whatever. over the counter. Yeah. Whenever. I've been over to the farmer's wife to check it out. Really nice place. Yeah, I they mean, are nice. The, like the employees are nice. Yeah. yeah, it's not like <laughs> an alley behind a funeral home or anything right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, that's sketchy. That sounds so sketchy. And see, now that it's legal, people don't have to do things like that. True. Well, I so. mean. But growing up in the 80s and 90s, yeah, any of my friends who smoked, I'd be back, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta make. You a could never trip. tell anybody uh, who you got it from. No, like it was, you know, if if someone were to purchase something like that when it was illegal, you know, the person that got it for you, you had to. Mm-hmm. You needed to just keep your your lip zip. Definitely. From, from what I've heard. <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> we all had a youth. I mm-hmm. think everybody listening has had a, a crazy youthful night. You know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't Sky? I'm trying to think if I had. I know you've had a crazy youthful <laughs> night. That's right. What about your D and D nights? Oh, uh, we don't we don't do any of that. Right. Well, no, I don't mean with <laughs> that. I just mean crazy but, nights. Um, no, we uh for, for the most part, Crazy Nights is when we're doing a crazy battle, which is mm. always fun. But no, Crazy Nights for me, um, I'd get off work, and I had a roommate. At a, like, when I first moved out, I had a roommate. And basically, for that six months, we were either drinking or... Just partying. <laughs> partying. And that's still the stigma. I mean, yeah. if you're over 21, you live in Missouri, you can go buy weed. Yep. Yeah. In this day and age. And you can smoke it, and you're not going to get in trouble. Just don't smoke it and be impaired when you are driving or, you know, anything I like that. I think there are still laws in place about public consumption. Yes, definitely there are. Just like alcohol. I don't know if you can, pub- can you publicly smoke anywhere? Sky, can yeah, you look that up? Google that stuff. Google that stuff. I don't know if you, you can even do me. that in Vegas. And in Vegas, you can do anything. I mean, could you even do it in Jamaica? I don't. I don't think so. I think they have strict laws in Jamaica. There is a brilliant. I've probably made you watch it. There's a brilliant SNL skit with Woody Harrelson right after they legalized it in New York, mm-hmm. or maybe decriminal. No, it was legalized it, but you still couldn't obviously smoke it in public. But right. when so, the law went through, all of these. I'll send it to you later. All of these like stoners were looking out of their brownstones, you know, like in New York, all these different types, you know, yeah. Woody Harrelson's the type with like the Baja and the dreads and the yeah. bong and they're all looking out and they start walking down the street real proud and stuff. And then it goes on. It's hilarious. And at the end, you know, the, the cops are there and like they hold up the thing and the cop is like smiling and laughing. And then one lights, lights up, up a joint well. and the cop's like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that here. And they're all like. Oh, and they just trudge back <laughs> to their apartment. It's such a funny skit. This is from KansasCity.com. Mm-hmm. Will you be able to smoke weed in public if Missouri votes to legalize marijuana? And highlighted goes, Missouri state law currently prohibits people from smoking in public spaces unless the space is outdoors and designated for smoking. So okay. that is that just smoking, smoking, though, cigarette smoking, because it's not legal to smoke 
Like you can't drink an, drink alcohol like right outside of a bar. Mm-hmm. Like you can't take it outside mm-hmm. type of thing. No, and you're not supposed to walk down the street with, with your 40. Right. With you your know, 40. with your 40 or, or anything, you know, your bourbon yeah. or whatever. Like you're going to get in trouble for that. So, I mean. How many states, it's easier to count now how many states still have weed illegal completely. How many was it we said? It was four. There are four states currently in the United States that have... Zero anything, no medical, no... Zero tolerance. Yeah, zero tolerance. Which is Idaho, Wyoming, Kansas, and South Carolina. Hold on, I'm trying to turn the thermostat down a little because it's like burning up in here. I feel like either that or this topic is just making me sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like we were discussing, you're taught a healthy dose of paranoia if you're our age with Mm -hmm. anything that is against the law. Well, I yeah. re- at all. So well, I remember in high school they still did random drug testing, and I remember there was a rumor about this one specific kid that they had a drug test almost every week because of how crazy he kind of seemed. Mm-hmm. Was, so, were they testing for pot or for like all different stuff? Probably all different stuff. Yeah. But I think they were looking mainly for pop. I'm not entirely sure. No, I remember locker searches. Yeah, we this, had a lot of locker searches. They started those when I when I was in high school, but like later in my high school years, mm-hmm. they but, were starting that. But yeah, there were. I can remember a certain principal of WPHS mm-hmm. uh, somehow knowing exactly what to look for and where and to look for what, it, where and, to look for it. And yeah. usually, he took care of that before there were like cops Any brought police. in. Like he right. just he took care of it, and he did take care of it. Yeah, so. But they would definitely have the searches, and I think they brought in dogs, too. Did they bring dogs? I don't remember. They didn't when I was in high school, but I feel like maybe my sister, who graduated in 98, I feel like she said. I don't remember any testing on students. Really? But I think there was a time period. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, like... My freshman year, I've only done one drug testing my entire high school year, and that was my freshman year, which was kind of like a nerve-wracking because, you know, you never— Was it the school tested you? Or? Yeah. No, they, they called you. It was randomized. Oh, damn. I would be very against that. They, me too. That's really that overstepping. That feels like rights infringement, if you ask Big me. Big time rights infringement. I can understand Oh, if, if somebody like, called my kid in for a random drug ooh. test in high school for no reason? Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. I, yeah. I can see, like, a football team, if you yes, signed up, I'm not going to do this Because they do. Waiver. They often yeah. do that. The cross yeah. country, like, they, and they uh-huh. do it about drinking and stuff, too. Right. Well, so, I was also in band and choir, and so. Yeah, but. I, I mean, can't see Kelly Dame randomly drug testing choir. But, no, it was it was a school. <laughs> it was a school that dr- randomly drug tests. I just remember the assistant band director being like, Hey, Sky, pack up your things. You, you're going to go to the cafeteria. That's like, so scary. That is scary. And there oh, my God. Wow. And uh, I bet you were frightened. Oh, yeah. Are we, like, in East Berlin? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Ugh. And I just I just remember, and they're like, don't, you don't have to worry about it. Like, just stay calm, be happy. And they gave me a bottle of water and told me to sit down. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and then there was nine other students that came up and... They're like, okay, we're going to do a, I mean, do a drink. Damn. Yeah. Mm -mm. Did your parents have to sign anything? I don't remember if they did or not. I want to say maybe they 
sign something, but I'm not entirely sure. Is it like the corporal punishment thing at some schools where you like sign things saying, yeah, yeah you, you can, can beat paddle. my kid? That's not a thing anymore, I'm sure. At outlying schools, it used is. used to be. Oh, really? Yeah, they still have a, a thing that they sign. And if you sign it, they're allowed to. I remember getting to paddled. Paddle your kids and. Sky's all of a sudden silent with paddling. She's I can like, remember the pad. I didn't get paddled, but. I can't but believe your generation beat your kids. <laughs> oh, Sky. My elementary school, which wasn't West Plains, but our principal had, you know, he had the paddle hanging in his hanging. office. Yeah. And it was huge. Mm hmm. And it was, it had holes in it, yep. so it would hit harder because it would go and faster. And sound. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I can remember, like, being in that office waiting for mom to get me for, like, a dentist appointment or something and hearing a kid in there just getting, getting the shit beat out of him with that paddle and screaming. <laughs> and I look back on that now and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. And for Not that me, that's though, about weed, but still just like a huge I, difference. It's When I got paddled, it, it wasn't the fear of getting paddled. It was knowing when I got home that night, it was going to be a lot a worse lot on worse. me. Yeah, because if you get paddled at school, you're definitely in trouble when you get oh, home. Oh, I can't even imagine what, what would have happened. But yeah, I don't remember them doing like locker searches at all they had already gone just to the straight up drug tests probably probably nobody was dealing in your school because of the drug tests yeah very clever when we were growing up when we were growing up yeah there were i smoked cigarettes you know and there was a smoker's hill yes and there was always people who had weed or you know were getting high in their car before or yeah just had like it wasn't like people having like weed weed like people would get have a joint like occasionally it wasn't at least around the people i was around Mm -hmm. that did it it wasn't anything like like a huge deal but you it still was very like you had to be very paranoid about it or oh yeah and that's just a tiny amount of a expulsion and plus uh in not just in expulsion but your parents would hear about it oh yeah police department would be involved oh man yeah that would have been awful that was always the that was always the fear when we were growing Uh, up well i remember when i was in eighth grade they had I want to say from sixth to eighth graders, they had a cop come in and talk about, you know, how drugs are bad. Mm -hmm. They included marijuana. Okay. (laughs) Marijuana, cocaine, heroin. And the new thing that was coming up, and that was why they mainly did this, was bath salts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, back in the bath salt. I mean, I can definitely agree with, like, coming in in an informative way and telling Mm -hmm. kids about it. Yeah. When we were approached with it, it was a different type of approach. And they had entirely yeah. different. Yeah. And I just I just remember them showing like videos of when people did the, you know, they had people with reactions of like the bath salts, meth, mm-hmm. all everything mm-hmm. and it was like but did it was it effective? Yeah. For you? Oh yeah, I didn't. Right. Yeah, good. I didn't smoke at all my high school career. Good. It was almost a militarized approach it in was. our generation. It was. I mean, Nancy we, Reagan yeah. and her red dress and her uh-huh. just say no. And there were clubs in every school. This and you made a brain. pledge. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? <laughs> yeah. And then do, you know, there's, do you know that reference, Sky? So every 10 minutes, there would be a commercial on TV with a different person. And they had an egg in their hand, you mm-hmm. know, and they would... They would, this is your brain, and they would crack it open on the pan. In the skillet, and yeah. it would start sizzling. Right. This is your brain on drugs. 
any questions, and that would be it. Mm-hmm. And it was a public service announcement that we saw over and over. Another and one over. that we saw over and over that I had forgotten about until recently was the there's like this teenage boy, like he's probably like 15, skinny, all arms and legs and stuff. And his dad's yelling at him and he's holding, I don't know, a joint in his hand or, or something. And he's, he's like, How could you do this? He's screaming at him and yelling at him and stuff. Where did you learn to behave this way? From you, from Dad. You, Dad. I learned it from watching you, and then it would just cut out. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a very different approach, for real. The war on drugs was the 1980s. Yeah, I mean, I remember learning about that in high school, and they were talking about how. Oh, please don't tell me it was in your history class. I would be so <laughs> horrified if you tell me that. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. <laughs> oh my God. No! <laughs> back in the 80s, back long ago. In the last century, there was a time in America. <laughs> it's so horrible. Oh. I just I just remember we were watching like a news broadcast or a documentary on the war on drugs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my history. What was crazy though? I'm is, glad they showed you that though. Yes, the war on drugs was was a hardcore time period yeah. in our country, but I think even the people who were front runners realized today that marijuana probably should not have been on categorized the hit list. with. And you know what? I never learned anything about the effects of heroin or cocaine no. or anything. It was just marijuana. marijuana. There was nothing about crack. I mean, maybe there. Yeah, there was crack already. It was the eighties. It was. It was a name. You yeah, heard it. But nothing about the effects. Nothing about. What it did to you physically, nothing but marijuana. I did. I lived through all of it, yeah. and I did not know that crack was crack cocaine. I didn't either until after I got out of high school and got myself right. a proper education. Yeah, I, don't know where I learned something. <laughs> I was today's years old. I was today years old when I found out that crack don't crack, crack was, crack was crack. cocaine. Yeah. Well, I learned when I moved to the city. So, and I right. Disclaimer here, I've never done crack cocaine, so, but, I mean, you live in the city long enough and... You learn everything. Yeah, you see everything, so it's, mm-hmm. and you, and then, you know, when I moved, that was in a bigger city, but when I moved to Springfield, Missouri was at the height of when meth was mm-hmm. starting to be a big thing, and that was horrifying. I'd never even heard True. of it, really. Very. I mean, it was horrifying to watch the people, like, what it did to people, and how yes. fast, and how it made them behave, and... Yes. So that was really creepy, too. And, you know, none of that was, I never heard about any of that stuff. It was just, if you smoke pot, you're going to be crazy. Reefer yeah. madness, anyone? <laughs> well, I mean, nobody movie. told me that, but. Right. Well, when we had moved down here, my dad was like, Sky, I need you to come into the computer, like office real quick. Oh, that never is and, good. Uh, they want to talk. Pulled, he pulled up pictures of before and after meth. Oh. Was like, good job, good. Dad. Yes, very good job, Dad. And he was like, this is. See how beautiful this person is? Look what happens when they do Good that. job, Dad. And it was like always in my brain. Yeah. I'm like, I Good. I mean, when I was living in St. Louis this last time, like in from like up until 2017, so like 20, 2007. So I lived there like that 10 years. Now that, and I lived in Kirkwood, which is a, an affluent suburb of St. Louis. And they have great schools, great high schools. Heroin was making a huge comeback of yeah. two years before I moved back down south to here like Mm -hmm. in that school and among you know like there were athletes just ODing on heroin in the parking lot and things like that I mean not specifically Kirkwood High School don't anybody come at me but 
just, you know, people that were very successful in whatever they were doing and had a good path ahead of them. And, and then you'd be like, it would be like heroin. And I'm like, heroin's back. Like, yeah. Who brought heroin back? Like, <laughs> no, come on. We should have been done with that in the 90s. And if we had focused on that instead of marijuana, imagine Maybe. how much further along we would be. Imagine how many pe- people would have not died mm-hmm. or ruined their lives or their kids' lives or their families' lives. Real quick, I'm going to interject here thought. and say, I'm going to have someone, either a family member or a friend, be like, Sky, we've told you that crack was crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this with more two X's and a fucking millennial. Oh, don't cut that out. That was hilarious because you will. <laughs> we're back. It's two X's a fucking millennial, and we're talking about weed. Legalized weed and helpful weed, believe it or not, before recreational, whenever it was legalized for medicinal use, a lot of people started finding that it actually has medicinal value. It does. It really does. And they've been doing a lot of, you know, research once they got the go ahead on, you know, percentages and like how much concentrate is good Mm -hmm. for how much pain and things like that. And I mean, I think we're really going to see, I mean, I know they've already seen, you know, a, a move away from pain pills That's as much. That's the biggest positive mm-hmm. effect, I think. That uh, and the tax revenue, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you've pain. got a lot of the people that I've seen at the dispensaries are older people that, I mean, yeah. like, you know, Vietnam vets. Right. People like that. I mean, of course, there's like younger people that when you have to get the medical card, It's uh, you see kind of like a different array of people. It's not like mm-hmm. so much like the liquor store where you see Kelly ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's people that are coming in for just to feel better. Exactly. You know? Well, I've seen like when I was younger, I've seen videos with like people who are on the spectrum having like plasma attacks or mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what the correct term seizures. is. Marijuana seizures. Marijuana is very helpful in controlling seizures. And their seizures. parents... Mm-hmm. Would like rub like CBD oil on like the bottom of their feet to like kind of calm them down a little mm-hmm. bit, and it like it worked, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, the the physiological psychological effects are really interesting too with mental illness, mm-hmm. and you know people with PTSD. That's that's a huge part of it. Yeah, and they definitely, I think it's fascinating because they have tinctures. Yes, you know, there's all these different ways they have creams. I mean, they already have had the CBD cream and ointment. Yeah, but now they have it actually with the THC. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of what comes of that and how homeopathic medicine will probably, I think, you know, extend more into that when it comes to. Because they're already, you know, with the CBD oil, that was something that you could, right. you know, get through homeopathic medicine and natural foods and stuff. So I think that we'll see a lot more of of that with um, things like massage therapy and um, things like that. When we start talking about CBD, THC, a lot of people, even um, a lot of people who did have a stoner arc in college, as we've talked before, mm-hmm. have no idea what you mean. And from what I have figured out, it's kind of like the marijuana plant and hemp, mm-hmm. you know? It, exactly. Okay, so yeah. THC is the the chemical that gets your brain high, and CBD is another chemical derived from the same plant mm-hmm. that doesn't give you that brain high. And they can both be extracted, and now, I mean, I guess this was common knowledge in the medical field for a while, but 
we have as humans a t- an entire it's cannabinoid mm-hmm. system. Yeah. That's what it's called, right? The cannabinoid yes. system because we have receptors in our brains that are either likened to cannabinoid, which would also be CBD, mm-hmm. or they accept, I'm not exactly sure of the specifics, right. but I know that it's kind of like the lymphatic system. Yeah. So it responds well to something because the, I guess the cellular makeup is similar enough to mm-hmm. maybe activate it. I'm not sure. I didn't do any research on that. Now I wish I would have, but. I remember um, years ago, not long ago, but a couple of years back, I uh, went to Colorado for a vacation and my mom went with me and I convinced her to go to a dispensary with me there because it was recreational. And I said, you know, as many problems as you have with your back, you might as well at least take a look and listen to some of these professionals and ask. Yeah. So we went to a dispensary up there and she wound up finding like gummies that were really low in THC, very mm-hmm. high in CBD. And that worked for her? One a day. And That's I think fantastic. You know, it lasted a week or so. And or or the amount she bought mm-hmm. lasted for the time we were there, mm-hmm. and that was about a week. And, and she noticed a big difference a after. Huge difference, a huge difference, and it's amazing how much joint pain, you know, can be. Yes, is, as someone else that lives with early onset arthritis mm-hmm. and a terrible back every day, I'm like I'm I'm in pain every day. Right, and you just learn to live with it mm-hmm. because you have to. Well, I remember. During the last few years of my grandmother's life, my mom's mom, my mom decided, hey, you should try some CBD oil. And I just remember, like, the mm-hmm. little bottle with the CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And she's, my grandmother be like, yeah, I'm supposed to take, like, a couple, my, your mom said to take a couple of drops of this under my tongue. And, mm-hmm. and I think it worked for her for a little bit. And then she kind of, you know, stopped taking it and, like, yeah. pain came back. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, my mom being, telling my grandmother this and my grandmother telling me the information that my mom told her, like, how it helped her with, like, her arthritis a little Aww. bit. And mm-hmm. Good job, Mayor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rest in peace, Grandmom. Mm-hmm. So, Don't start crying. <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> Do we have to take a break? No. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to make fun of you for crying. No. It's okay. No, it's amazing how much uh, relief can be done. The biggest problem with pain relief, though, is the side effects. Like, okay, I was a musician for years. Okay, yeah, of course, I tried weed back in the day. It just put me to sleep. Some people, it's like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I don't think I could function at all. I just sleep for 24 hours a day. (laughs) My best friend, she just goes to sleep. Yeah. She's just like, why would I? I just go to sleep. And I'm like, that sucks for you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I've met a lot of people who it does uh, energize and their strains work on them, but not me. I was getting into this a second ago, but I waited. I think one of the biggest benefits of having legalized marijuana is the pain relief. The people who are in pain no longer have to rely solely on Mm painkillers because painkiller addiction swept our nation. It's it's 
everywhere. It's a real deal. Yeah, I remember when I got my wisdom teeth out, my dad was like, Sky, you have to take these if you are in pain. If you think you're in pain, but you don't feel anything, don't take them. Right. Because he didn't want me to get addicted to painkillers. And it's so easy it's to get addicted happens to painkillers. I mean, so, it hap- you want more fast because you build up a resistance. Yeah. And, and when I was trying that for my back pain, it was actually when I was in a pain clinic. Like mm-hmm. I was in a program at a pain clinic in right. St. Louis. And I wanted them to give me a shot. Like I had been, I had insurance at the time, good insurance. And I was just looking for somebody to give me a shot because I thought maybe a steroid shot would would fix me up at that point. Mm-hmm. And they they just, I walked in and they just handed me a prescription for like 100 hydrocodone. Right. And I was like, why would you give me this? Yeah. And they were just like, well, when you're done with this, if that, you know, we'll see if you still need a shot. And I was like, this is the most backwards bogus ass thing, uh, sorry, that I've ever heard. Years ago, that's how it was. Yeah. Now it's changed a lot. Pain clinics have changed a lot they since have. then. They have, yeah. Oh, yeah. But a lot of doctors have gone to jail because to make it changed. You know? And a lot of doc. I mean, I know several, in particular one doctor that really saw the effects of the painkiller addiction issue with chronic pain patients. And, you know, he chose to stop prescribing mm-hmm. pain medication for chronic conditions. And he was a general practice doctor mm-hmm. and uh, he would refer them to the pain clinic. Now, if they had yeah. broken their leg or something and he was, you know, they, yeah, obviously that exactly. was different. But for chronic conditions and patients that he had had for years and years that mm-hmm. were just like, give me my pills, you know, like, right. I, you know. And he informed all of his patients and gave mm-hmm. them alternatives and stuff if if that's what they chose to do. He got death threats. Wow. I mean, people lost their minds over it. And, I mean, that's just because of the way it was treated before. Like, when I went in and they're like, here, here mm-hmm. are 100 hydrocodone, which, by the way, I did not take. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was shocking to me. That yeah. they just that that was their solution, so I think it does. It is going to help us maybe get a handle on. I think so, but it still faces an uphill battle as far as using weed for pain relief in the research department. Yeah. and big pharma. I hate that I am a person who has grown up to use that phrase, mm-hmm. but whenever we look at the industry of marijuana as a whole, we see so many. Um, homegrown mm-hmm. research going on, mm-hmm. really, because like you were saying, with feedback, mm-hmm. so many people are contributing their own effects and things right, like that. Right, and one corporation is not making any money from exactly. That. It's not going to last very long in the United States. If there is anything, it's science is pushed or. Sorry, science that is being promoted is pushed forward by money. Oh, every time. Absolutely. Yeah. So it that that's a huge uphill battle. I think so too and it's something that I think will come about. What I like right now is that it's states, it's mm-hmm. state controlled. Yeah. And I mean, obviously our congress people in Missouri don't we're not in favor of it, but the people spoke exactly <laughs> several times before several this times. happened. Yes. Um, oh, what I was going to say is, is that if you, any marijuana that you purchase in Missouri has to be grown in Missouri, Yeah, which I think is really cool I think as far as this, because then the commerce is contained in the state mm-hmm. and then you use the money for state stuff. So conceptually, I really like that. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I really like it. When we were younger, we had dirt weed. <laughs> 
That was not the medical. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to jump in with that. That's so <laughs> funny. Dirt weed. That's right. There you go. It's 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 stuff that uh, tasted like aged old sneakers that you wouldn't want anything. Oh. Dried up, bad quality stuff. And uh, today, you guys have. Oh my gosh. Vapes. I mean, you have tinctures, you have uh, uh, buds so without different. seeds and stems. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's just start with that. Well, pre rolls. Oh. When I think of people getting high, I'm thinking of that '70s show. <laughs> <laughs> they were smoking dirt weed. Yes. Yeah, Did and it got them high. Like, I mean, yeah. there's no like people from the '70s. So it's like a joke. People talk about it. Like, if they smoked what. What is, what out is there grown today? now that they would probably just go into a coma? But there's this guy sitting in his car, and he says, "Why do we have people's <laughs> I it edibles?" To you. you did. Yes. That was hilarious. I sent it to you too. The I about just white people's edibles. To go to Target. <laughs> what are you running from? And he's like, and now I can't drive because my car turned into a spaceship, and I don't know how to fly a spaceship. Oh, Sky, I'll send it to you if I didn't. Oh, yeah. You probably did, and I haven't looked at it Oh, my God, it was so funny. Have you guys... Have you guys... (laughs) Have you guys watched that 90s show yet? No, is it good? It is awesome. And, of course, they're in the basement smoking weed. Smoking weed in the basement. That's the kids of the... Yes, the kids of... uh, And Kitty and Red are there, though, right? It's in their house? It's in their house. Okay. Yeah. But it's generation after generation, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, What I find funny is kids these days are kind of like going green. They're not getting high. They're going green. Have you heard this guy? Yes. I thought that meant you were going to recycle more and like... Well, it would have to us. I use guess a that's cistern the and... See, I would have thought it was save recycling too. I didn't know that's what it meant. So yeah. going green means what? You're going to go get high uh-huh. off of weed? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, another another thing I... Lame. <laughs> Children, God. <laughs> another TV cartoon show that we've all mentioned, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I truly am like remembering is the episode where one of the um, employees of the propane Mm -hmm. shop that Hank works out, you know, accidentally kills herself. But he thinks that he murdered her because he went to the roommate to like talk to her. And the roommate like, she's not here, dude. But like, you know, you want to smoke? Oh, Hank Hill got high? Hank (laughs) Hank Hill barely smoked something. Oh my God, Peggy. (laughs) (laughs) And I just... I just remember he barely smoked any, and he was like, "Wait, this tastes not like a cigarette." Like, yeah, it's a joint, dude. Left-handed cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember him like throwing it, stomping on it, and then like going to the bathroom and like trying to throw it up. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to. And then drinking water, and then all of a sudden there's cops at the restaurant, and he's freaking out because like, (laughs) (laughs) what? And then he's like, I do. And then, like, later, I can't believe I've never seen that episode, first of all. Yeah. We're not going to watch that show. But what's so funny is every other scene, the four of them are out there drinking beer. I know. And it's yep. perfectly fine. I have a friend who, uh, social drinker. Uh-huh. And absolutely nothing wrong with, with growing up. We always saw our parents drinking socially, you mm-hmm. know, absolutely nothing. But if you talk to him about weed, it's just taboo, it you is. know? And one time I finally asked him, I said, man, 
anything ever? And he said, okay, you know, college age, one time I was at a party. Yeah. And uh, smoked some weed. And I just remember sitting on the couch, having a conversation with myself, and then realizing I'm not talking. (laughs) (laughs) Just it's all going on inside my head. And with alcohol, that's kind of the opposite effect. So it wasn't like anything he had. That's true. He wasn't expecting that. So never tried it again. And understandable. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like we should talk about alcohol and and marijuana, the different effects, because... Definitely different effects. Now that marijuana is legal, you don't see the behavior that you do with drunks. No stoner... Just that's just been smoking marijuana, gets up and starts fights, and True. it's not going to be that way. They're not going to like have enough energy or drive no. to beat their girlfriends. Or, but I mean, alcohol fuels so much domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that drugs don't. I'm saying no. that marijuana on its own is not going to fuel. It's you know. not the leading cause. No, it's it's far from. And you know, I used to say all the time as a musician. Okay, so I was the one. I I, I don't drink. I just. One beer a year, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just not a drinker. And I I didn't really smoke weed. I mean, you know, it just wasn't my thing. Like I said, it put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. And my job is because everybody else in the band did, my job was to drive all night long. Oh, the DDE. Exactly. So I, I drove them around. And I have told people so many times, I would rather babysit five stoners oh, yeah. any day than and five, five drunks. drunks. Because... Dealing with five drunks, you're trying to get all five of them out of the McDonald's, and it takes a half an hour. Because they're like, they're like toddlers. <laughs> yes, really, they are. And they get mad for no reason, too, yes. and frustrated. Yeah, I don't, five I don't babysit drunks. I never have, and I never will. <laughs> five stoners sit in the back seat on their phone just laughing to themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. honestly. Yeah. There's think, never an excuse to drink. I think alcohol drink. completely takes away your decision-making abilities, whereas mm-hmm. marijuana, it it doesn't um, pull off, pull from that side of your brain. It's you can di- still yeah. make decisions. Yeah. You know, whether you want chunky. I mean, you're going over, to overthink those decisions, most likely. Right. Do I want chunky peanut butter or creamy? Or do I just want french fries? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes later, you're still trying to figure it out. What if everybody in the building stopped eating french fries for <laughs> seven days? I wonder what, like, that's... That's the kind of stuff yeah. that goes on in your head. Yeah. Meanwhile... I mean, that kind of stuff kind of goes on, my, on in my head anyway, but <laughs> but definitely, you know, just the... If you're inebriated with alcohol, it's more like, I want some damn fries! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, all the times I've been super, super drunk, it was basically, I'm not driving anywhere. This is what my parents told me. They told me if I ever went to a party and there was drinks and I was drinking, if I wanted to go home, call my parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Call my parents or stay or spend the night. Mm -hmm. They would, if I was to drink, you know... I promise I haven't smoked anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But no, um, they would prefer if I had, this is when I was younger. Yeah. If I was wanting to be like, hey, mom, I want to like have a sip or I want a glass of something, my parents would be like, are you planning on going anywhere tonight? No. Then, okay, after this, you're not going anywhere tonight. They were very, you know. Good. Mm-hmm. Good start. I think that's a Midwestern ideal. Um when I lived in Minnesota, we had a lot of Catholics 
in mm-hmm. Minnesota. So lots of drinkers. And a lot of drinkers. Yeah. And it's cold in Minnesota, so you're going to want to drink more. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's just what I've heard. And they start drinking at a very young age. They do. I mean, it, not just... Not <clears throat> just I mean, at like family gatherings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not looked at as down on as it is in Southern Missouri where we are. No. Know? No, and like Europeans, like Danish people specifically are my experience. They, I mean, you can get it, you can get, they drink at every function. I mean, they're like, you know, there's like a certain toast that they do for this. Like they're very mm-hmm. big on like meals and traditions and this and that. They're also very big on their beer. Like they'll invent holidays oh, to invent yeah. a new beer, which is really cool. But they they don't drive drunk. No. They don't drive as much, period. They have way sure. better transportation. But I, there were like, I mean, you don't hear of a drunk driving incident or death ever. No. Ever, like at all. So I don't know if it's because it's more normalized or because they drive less or maybe it's a combination. But it's not not such a big deal, you know, just like it's not a big deal to go out and and get drunk. It's just kind of like, meh, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I want to say it was my junior year. We had a German exchange student come. Bless his heart. And he was, you know, he was telling us about how their drinking age is... Whenever. Fairly, fairly young, mm-hmm. but they don't learn how to drive until like maybe they're twenty-one. Like they don't get their yeah. It's at least eight. It was at least eighteen in Denmark when in the nineties. But before. he, but he explained to us that a lot of them. Don't. The reason it was mm-hmm. the reason it's a young like they start drinking at a younger age is so that way when they do get their driver's license, they know what their limit is. They know mm-hmm. if they've gone past it. I can't drive. Yeah. Or, you know. That makes sense. I've got uh, my steel guitar player. Shout out to Scott. You're always going to be my steel player. Sorry. I don't care who you're playing with. But he went to uh, like junior high, early high school in at an international school in Germany. And he's told me stories about, yeah, off campus lunch. They would just go get on the train, go downtown, hit the bar, be there for 30 minutes drinking beer. And then go back to school for the rest of the day. We had our at fifteen our gymnasium parties, which would be like I would have been sixteen. I think it was like fifteen to you know fifteen to eighteen, probably age wise. Mm-hmm. And that's their kind of version of high school. Like every party had bars. Yeah. Like I mean, we had like beer and bar. I mean, not like full bars, but like all the beer you could drink. You right. know, for all of that age and everything. And it was just crazy for a girl from West Plains to see, but like it was just kind of normalized and culturally very different in Mm -hmm. Europe. I remember when we played over there, we played in France and I, it took me, I was on a quest for three days just to find a Red Bull because all all you had was beer, wine, or water. Mm -hmm. That's all I could find. That's pretty much all Europeans (laughs) drink. Beer, wine, water, and coffee and tea. It worked out well for me. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I love all those things. I would love to go to Europe one day. <laughs> do it. <clears throat> let's take this road on the show. Let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's we'll do go some live show. Live from Amsterdam. There you we'll have go. our next 420. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> next year's 420 will be will be in Europe. That part of Amsterdam probably isn't that big of a deal anymore though. Probably not. One thing I have found as the parent of a teenager, 
Luckily, my teenager has really good head on her shoulders and makes good choices so far. So far, so good. <laughs> but Yeah, she's pretty cool. I feel like her. Vape pens, any kind of pens, you can't tell if, from looking at that if that's nicotine or no, if that that's a thought is I've had. weed Mm-mm. or... You have no idea. Nope. That worries me some. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I know teenagers. I know that we all try all sorts of stuff. Oh, you better believe if there would have been a vape pen available to me, or me yeah. when I was young. I would have been like, let's give it a shot. You no, know? I know... Amanda, she would she would tear this house down if she found a vape pen in in somebody's bedroom around here. Yeah, she would. I kind of like to see so that. mad about that. The other day, I was at work and I saw an employee's vape pen um, charging in the office, and so bad I wanted to see what, see it, was. what it was. But yeah, uncool, totally uncool. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: if if you smoke weed, perfect. I'm happy for you. Don't do it when you're about to go to work. Oh, you immediate fired. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't That's do it. It's just like showing up yeah. drunk. When it's legalized for recreational, that means recreational. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. does not mean thrive on. No. And yeah. it does not mean all day, every day. Right. It doesn't mean wake and bake and it, we all agree with it. No. Yeah. No. No. No, don't. Like if you usually go home and you have. Like if you smoke when you go home or. You want to smoke a little when you're off the clock and you're going home? I don't care. Just be safe. Be smart. And somebody's driving you, she says. And somebody's driving and you. Driving and we don't really want to know about it. Uh, yeah. Right. Fellow employees sometimes yeah. don't need to know about but, it. But, like, don't smoke before work. Don't smoke during your breaks because I love you guys, but... I'll fire you. I know, because you, you are no, you're no use to me well, if I you just, can't do stuff. True. You got to be able to multitask, think fast, and do stuff. I don't have time to look for the barbecue sauce for you or anything. Right. Since we are talking about work, there is so many gray areas in the law right now. Yeah. Whenever it comes to recreational marijuana and work, because it's immediate fired if you show up stoned. Right. But there's no way to test if you are stoned at that right very that moment. Minute. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that. That's hard. I mean, okay. Before it was recreational in Missouri, we, you just get a drug test, and mm-hmm. okay, if you're positive, bye. Yeah. So long. Go find somewhere else to work. But now it's the same as you know, telling people, oh, you had six pack of beer on Sunday when you were off. You're fired exactly. because it's because you did that. You know, you right. The half-life is, you know, different, so you're not going to be drunk still when you go to work, Mm -hmm. but you're also not going to still be high when you go to work in the same situation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's but it's still going to be in your system, and you're still going to test just as positive for it. But as an employer, if I suspect somebody of being drunk at work, I could test for that and find out. Yeah. I can't test to find out if you're stoned at work. That's true. You know, yeah, very great area, very tough area. They've and I, well, find I feel something. like it's probably much easier to be able to tell if someone's drunk well, at work. I mean, mm-hmm. just as far as like coordination and, and you know, I yeah. just feel like that's probably easier because you can smell it. <laughs> yeah, you can smell it, but you know, well, if someone's been smoking and they they can hold it together. Yeah, you're right. You're not going to be able well, to tell without testing them. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, be smart when you smoke. Basically, because I love you guys. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. That's our millennials' advice. Be Aww. smart when you smoke. 
Oh, I think we were brought up to do so. Isn't that right, paranoia friend? (laughs) Okay, so I've done a lot of traveling throughout the U.S., and before it was recreational in Missouri, it was, of course, legalized in other states. I remember going to Vegas, and as a Gen X... I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Of course, it's <laughs> Vegas, so there's anything is possible, right? But there's weed stores on, like on the Strip. Okay, what's the, uh, um, what's the street that has the big? Uh, I don't know. Arch over. I can picture it, the arch, the but LED. I don't know. Yeah, it's the old Strip. Okay, I mean, it's not the Strip. It's like the old town. And it's all pretty much um, a walking mall anymore. And it's like, yeah, bar, bar, weed store right there. You're like, (gasps) no windows, just one security guard hanging out. Man. Well, so this is Never thought I'd live to see the day. (laughs) Right? Well, this might blow your minds, though. I sent you a picture when I was in New York. Mm -hmm. Going back to New York, my aunt and I went back 2021. Mm Mm-hmm. Because see a lot in the Broadway musical. And we we walked around. We walked around a lot in New York. And there were weed trucks. And she was telling me Like food truck, but a like, weed truck. Yes. It's crazy. It is. And uh she told me how it's completely different in Seattle, because in Seattle there's like stores that you can't see anything from the in like from outside in. Mm-hmm. Like an X-rated porn store or something. Right. I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Whatever. Sure. Okay. I've never been to Seattle, but she was visiting her daughter <laughs> in Seattle. And she was telling me about how in Seattle, it's very private. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where in New York, they had weed trucks. And that was 21. It's amazing how far it's changed over the years. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. From your guys' Sketchy meat in the back alley behind the funeral home. To God, Sky, you're so judgy. <laughs> to, to, hey, you want to hit at this this one store real quick? This weed truck. Grab us a fifteen dollar giant blunt. It's crazy. All right, I think we're gonna end there. I am Chris. I'm Heather. I'm Sky. I'm Gen X. Gen X. Millennial. Yep. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. literally driving like five miles an hour on this dirt road. I have no, it's nighttime, so I have no clue where I'm at. Somewhere like by Junction Hill is what I kind of think, but Mm. to this day, I'm not sure. We did end up in Arkansas, though. (laughs) And I always ended up in Arkansas with nights like that. That's great. But, and the funniest part was there was a point, you know, did the comical like thing, even though we were going so slow and... Sarah was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I have to wait. She's like, why? I'm like, because the sausage is walking in front of the car across the road. I can't run over it. She's like, what? And I can't remember. It was like a like, like a summer sausage raft, like looks with little feet. And it was going really slow. And I was just like, well, I can't run over it. I know, I know.